0: And we decided to take Ruffy to the brewery just to see how he would act around lots of people, noise, and crowds. And so we took him to one of the breweries just to see how he would do, and we were shocked. He just kind of instantly took to it. He jumped on their bar top, and he just (laughs) splayed out and laid there like, hey, this is cool. This is my place. I'm just going to hang out here.
1: Join us as we chat to amazing cat explorers and experts. Learn from them. Listen to their war stories. Celebrate their wins and laugh at the funny moments that have been a part of their journey. Welcome to the Cat Explorer podcast. I'm Asara.
2: And I'm Daniel.
1: We often get asked about how people go cat exploring with special abled cats, and we're so excited to dive into that today. But before we jump in, we'd like to thank the amazing members of the Cat Explorer Purse Squad and the Cat Explorer Producers, Their support makes sure that Cat Explorer can continue to create the free resources to help you give your cat the world. We'd like to say a huge thank you to our co-producers for Season 6 of the Cat Explorer podcast. That's Roxy the Kitty, Ziggy and Charlie, Luna, Misty Blue, and Xavier and Jasper. To join these amazing Cat Explorers as Cat Explorer producers or to become a member of the Purse Squad, go to catexplorer.co forward slash support. This week's review is From the lovely Jezebel's cat. Loving your podcast so far. I have never had a cat before in my life, but my partner has. And now we share an adventurous life with our seven-month-old tabby, Jezebel's underscore cat, aboard our small sailing vessel, which is currently adventuring in Australia. The anecdotes and advice from this podcast are very entertaining and helpful, from how to take care of our little buddy to how to help us enjoy all our best life together. I love sharing our life with our cat, and hearing other people's stories is so heartwarming. Knowing that there are so many happy, fulfilled little kitties out there, especially all the little wildcats. Always looking forward to your next episode and what beautiful tales and advice it has to offer. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. That's such a lovely review and we're the same. We just love hearing everyone's lovely stories as well. It would mean the world to us if you could leave a review for the Cat Explorer podcast wherever you listen. We've got instructions on how you can do that in your episode description which you can get to just by hitting the cover art on your podcasting app. Thank you.
2: Ruffy is a tripod kitty who loves going to breweries so much so that his social media handle is Ruffy the Beer Cat. We're really excited to learn about the realities of having a tripod kitty and cat exploring with them from his mum and dad Jeanette and Chris. Welcome to the podcast Jeanette and Chris.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you. So, how did Ruffy come into your life?
0: So, we volunteer with an animal rescue that's based out of Boston, Massachusetts, and its name is Survivor Tales Animal Rescue, and we're kind of known as the cat people of the rescue. And our most of our dogs come up from our partner down in Tennessee, and she's known as McNary County Humane Society. And even though she primarily rescues dogs, she came across Ruffy as a stray with a severe leg injury, and when she stumbled upon him, she wanted to save him, and she reached out to me to see about trying to find him a home when he came up to Massachusetts, and so that's something that, you know, we helped with fundraising for and spreading the word about him, and then in the process of keeping up with how his recovery was for having his leg amputated and his medical care we then ended up falling in love with him, and then we naturally just adopted him ourselves.
1: So that leads in really well to our next question. So, Ruffy had this leg injury. Do you mind telling us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, he was found by a stray. Uh, he was found as a stray by someone with a severe leg injury. They don't know how he got it, but his leg was severely infected to the point where there was already dead tissue around the injury, and then there was also not to get too gruesome, but there were maggots already growing in the infected area. And so they had to amputate it. There was no way of saving the leg. Um, and then he actually has a short little stubby tail. And we believe that it was injured around the same time, but we're not exactly sure if it self-healed because he never needed medical care for it.
2: Oh, wow. That's um, yeah, incredible and amazing to hear that it was in that condition. Now, can you tell us a little bit about Ruffy and especially his personality and you know, if he's got any quirks?
0: Um, Ruffy loves people. Uh, when we picked him up, he instantly fell in love with us. We were surprised how willing he was to just get in a car with two strangers he's never met and completely just take a nap in between the two of us. Um, he was very, very willing to give cuddles and he loved to snuggle And so we were already smitten by him within, like, five minutes of of, um, meeting him. And then we kind of realized, like, how much he loves car rides. He's so comfortable in the car, it was surprising to us, which is not common for cats to like car rides to begin with.
3: He actually made an impression on the driver coming up from Tennessee. As I recall, the driver was already smitten with Ruffy before he even handed him off to us. And to be honest, when it came to adopting versus just finding him an adopter between the time we picked him up and by the time we got to our house, it was pretty much a done deal at that point. So we were <laughs> we were already thinking, yeah, we're keeping this
2: one. <laughs> Sounds like Ruffy's a very uh, impressionable cat. Yeah. So then can you tell us about Ruffy and the types of cat exploring that he does?
0: he primarily visits breweries. So during our car ride with him home, we realized just how comfortable he was in the car. And then when we got him home, how lovable and sweet he was and friendly. And we thought, you know, he would make a great therapy cat. Both Chris and I work in healthcare. We're both rehab therapists. And so we're used to working with people with disabilities, with mental illness, with physical disabilities and health conditions. And we thought, you know, This is great. Maybe Ruffy, especially being a tripod, would be able to go to hospitals like children's hospital, nursing homes or or any other facility or schools, even to kind of just share about disability and how you can overcome them or just to be a comfort to those people who are unfortunately in the situations that they're in. And so we because of our rescue work, we do a lot with our local breweries. And we decided to take Ruffy to the brewery just to see how he would act around lots of people, noise, and crowds. And so we took him to one of the breweries just to see how he would do, and we were shocked. He just kind of instantly took to it. He jumped on their bar top, and he just (laughs) splayed out and laid there like, hey, this is cool. This is my place. I'm just going to hang out here. And that's just how we started visiting breweries was just taking him to more of those places just to see how he would do.
3: It was even... The day that we did, started to bring him to the brewery. We brought him to one brewery, and so we said to ourselves, hmm, okay, yeah, he really took to that. So there are a couple that are right in proximity to one another. We went to a second brewery. Same thing happens. We, We bring him in there. He gets onto one of the tables, sits and hangs out, having a great time. We go to a third brewery, and he does the same thing. So we, within a short period of time, we came to the conclusion that this might be a trend. So since then, it's been, let me see, he's gone to 31 breweries at this point. And for the most part, he's, he does very well going to um, facilities like that. And seems to, um, when people come to meet him, you know, he's, uh, he's very, again, he's very good-natured. He, uh, he takes the people pretty well, and they seem to take to him.
1: Wow that's really impressive. So I have to ask like we've taken our cats to some inner city breweries here in Sydney. I usually find that the inner city breweries are a lot louder and busier than those that we find in regional areas. Our cats do really well in the ones in regional areas where they still have people coming up to them but the music's not as loud. How does Ruffy find the sound levels and the busyness of those breweries?
0: For the most part, he tolerates it well. We were actually surprised when we took him to one of our rescues' big adoption event where there was a band, and there were dogs, and there were peoples and pet vendor. Um, he actually pretty much stayed for most of the event. We blocked out only an hour of time to not stress him out, but he ended up staying for about three hours. And the only reason was because he showed up an hour late. <clears throat> um, he doesn't mind music Um, or dogs, really, and the people, the only thing that we do notice is some of the breweries have games. And one of the breweries has this, we don't even know the game, um, or what it is, but it has like these metal, it almost looks like washers and bolts. And whenever they clank those that he doesn't like. And then the only other thing that we've noticed he doesn't like is when people have a Higher pitched, really loud laugh, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. odd, but you can see his ears go back and he just looks really, really irritated. So,
3: depending on the pitch of some of the voices that he'll hear, especially if it's a high, piercing laugh or a high, piercing voice, that just kind of—it seems as if it just cuts right through to him. And you'll see his ears go back and he really doesn't like that very much. As far as decibel level. I think there's only one brewery that we went to where the band was very loud, and he wasn't too crazy about that. And to be honest with you, neither were, neither were we. So, but for the most part, the decibel level is really not as much as far as the pitch. Sometimes we'll get to him. Like Jeanette was saying, if it's a loud, clanking sound that might be in the background, sometimes that will throw him off a little bit. But most of, for the most part, he does pretty well. Yeah.
2: So when he's they're at a brewery, like, what does he do usually, uh, most of the time? Does he sort of just sit on the countertop like you say, or does he move around, and or does he stay in a backpack or a crate?
0: So he primarily travels with us in a stroller for safety reasons because we are in the midst of the breweries with dogs. So we always want him to have a safe place. And um, <clears throat> so he will go in there on occasion when he wants to nap or when he feels like he needs a quiet time. For the most part, he's usually out on the tables, the countertop, barring that the brewery is comfortable with him being on the the surface tops. Um, We try to be respectful of that. Other than that, one of the breweries, he loves chilling out by their window and looking out. Like, it's just, you know, such a typical cat thing to, to kind of people watch and bird watch. And he'll just sit on their window ledge and just watch. But he really doesn't roam around. And... It's only when the breweries are pretty empty that we might let them roam around just for a change. But when there are dogs around, we don't let them roam just for safety reasons.
2: How have you identified the cat friendly breweries?
0: So we start by pretty much researching if they're dog friendly and if they're dog friendly, we kind of extend that to cats. Um, And most have Just about all have been pretty welcoming. We certainly do get looks when we go in there with a cat because it's not very common. Um, But just about everybody has been inviting to us. We did have one brewery where we showed up and they had somebody who ID'd everybody walking in. He was just doing his job. He was pleasant as ever. And he he saw Ruffy and was kind of taken aback. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, but we're actually dog friendly. And we were like, oh, okay. well, thank you anyways. We'll come back another time. We went back out to our minivan to start researching where was another local brewery. And to our surprise, we got a knock on the window. And when I rolled it down, it was one of the employees of the brewery. And she said, so we just called the owner of the brewery. And he said, Ruffy's welcome inside as long as he stays inside a stroller because we have dogs. And we were kind of shocked that they actually called the owner. And it was a weekend. Like they actually called the owner on a weekend day to ask if a cat can come into the brewery
2: well that's pretty cool because yeah we've had similar experiences where we sort of ask the question and they go ah oh, let me go ask the manager or let me go ask the owner and like it's such a obscure question for them that, that they've never had before
3: we ask questions
2: yeah that's right and so they go uh sure why not i don't say why not
0: i think they're a little more receptive to Ruffy coming in is because he goes in on a stroller. So I think if it was like a cat prancing in on a leash, it would probably be more of a head scratcher and more of a concern because there are dogs, but we also feel the crowd. So we usually, when we walk into a brewery, one of us walks in first before we bring in Ruffy and we just kind of scan the room to see how many dogs, how crowded do we have a safe space to sit at. We try to avoid being too close to dogs, not only for his stress level, um, but also just because we don't want to be tempting a dog and causing an issue. Because if we cause a scene, then we know that that's going to kind of ruin it, not only for us, but potentially for other cat people who want to take their cats to brewery. So we try to be mindful of that to set a positive experience.
1: I think that's a perfect approach as well and I think um, in previous times when we haven't been sure if it's if the, a brewery or a cafe or anywhere really is cat friendly I also add in the they're well trained they've done this before they're in their cat backpack or they're in their stroller they've, they're harnessed and leashed if you don't want them on any um, surfaces we'll make sure that we keep them off them like I think it's also remembering that the brewery or the cafe or wherever you're going is a business and they don't want to have a Drama happening as well, and being respectful that you're helping them, if because they're letting us into their property, we're also going to make sure that we're not going to stuff it up for them too.
0: Right, yeah. right.
2: So, Ruffy seems like he's a natural at a lot of these things in terms of social interactions and going to breweries, but I would imagine you've had to tr- had you know tr- had some training with him. If you have, how have you had to negotiate the training? with given his tripod uh status if at all
0: um ruffy actually took to the harness and leash really well we were surprised um we kind of slapped it on him and he just started to roam the house with it and then we put the leash on him and he doesn't actually even notice it so we were very fortunate in that sense because we have tried harnesses and leash on some of our other cats and
3: It didn't go as well.
0: Yeah, they didn't go as well. Um, Some cats just laid there like they were in a state of coma. Um, But Ruffy took to it. The thing that we are mindful of for a tripod is just that for him, he's a right front amputee. So all of his weight is now on his front left. And so we don't want him jumping on a lot of hot, jumping down from a lot of high surfaces, because that is a lot of stress on his joints. And it's not to say that he would necessarily get injured, but we just know cumulatively over time, it's just not great for his health.
2: So then how do you prevent that?
0: So we do utilize bar stools and his stroller is always right next to us so that he can easily get from the table back to the stroller. If we see that he's trying to make a jump that we don't so-called approve, we usually intervene and actually pick him up and then lower him into, say, the stroller or onto the floor or onto the bar stool.
3: Typically he's w- very close to us anyway. So when we see him starting to make a move back to a stroller from a table, if we think it's going to be a jump that he's really going to be uncomfortable, we we just step in and give him a hand. And um, he's good like that. So as far as training goes, yeah, he took to the harness pretty well. Yeah, I think he associates it now with leaving the house or going somewhere, because whenever you put it on onto him, he knows he's going for a car ride. He knows knows he's going going somewhere. So I I think he associates it now with leaving the house.
2: (laughs) It's that positive association. Yeah.
0: Right. He loves car rides. It's weird, but in the house, he doesn't really sit on our laps or anything like that. Um, But in the car, he'll stay there. Like if you were driving for an hour, he'd just stay on your lap especially on Chris's lap. He loves daddy. He's definitely a daddy's
3: boy. Yeah, he will snuggle in the home for short periods of time. And then he wants to play or do something else. But in the car, yeah, he'll sit on your lap all day.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. And given that he is a tripod, how how did you find a harness that worked for him? Because a lot of them do um, go across or, like, sling around um, the front paws.
0: Yeah, that was a challenge. And it's still to this kind of day is a challenge in a sense. Um, It was a lot of just trial and error and doing research to see what would work. A lot of them have slipped or will slip around or slide around. We did find a dog harness where it's essentially the two paws slip into it. So it's like a wraparound harness. And that's what we have found works. We're still very mindful of the fact that it might not be a perfect fit for like a two-legged, well, four-legged cat, I should say. Um, so we're always mindful of that for his safety that he doesn't try to escape. So we keep him pretty close to us for those reasons.
3: Yeah, I don't think we've really found the perfect harness yet, but we found a few that work pretty well.
1: That's that's good. And I just, I just had a thought, and because Ruffy, he was born with four legs, did he have a period where it took him some time to get used to walking with three?
0: Actually, we were sent videos from our southern rescue partner the next day after surgery of him already hobbling around the vet's office without any problems. Wow! We actually think it probably was a relief that he wasn't having to drag that he might injured have been dragging leg. That leg. Yeah.
3: He might have been dragging that leg for a while. You would, If mm. you saw the videos of him one day post-op after the amp, you would think... If Ruffy could talk, he would have said, what, I, what do you mean four legs? I have three. I'm fine.
2: Well, wow, like, it sounds like many things he's taken to it very naturally and very, very well. So then along the same lines of the harness training, with cat exploring, did you have to take any special considerations into account?
0: Um, we We haven't really done a lot of cat exploring outside, like hikes and walks. Um, We're definitely envious of those kitties that are comfortable doing that. Ruffy will do it on a nice, quiet day, but we did notice at a brewery once at their outdoor beer garden is that as it started to get dark and it got windy and he could hear the trees rustling, he actually started to panic, which we were very surprised by. And then we started to think it was probably because Um, He was stray fending for himself outside down in Tennessee in the woods. So we don't know if he has like a little so-called PTSD from that, but we have noticed that when it is windy, if it's, you know, he hears like the the bushes moving, there's a sound, he gets very nervous. So we actually are going to start clicker training him to boost his confidence and get him more comfortable and then use that as a tool for trying to get him more comfortable outside on hikes and walks. But, Certainly, Ruffy can't tell us, you know, what he went through that caused him his injury and how long he was out as a stray. And so, by all means, his safety and his well-being comes first to us. And if it seems like it's not moving in a so-called positive direction where he's enjoying it, then we're obviously not going to do it. And we'll certainly just stick with breweries and stores and whatnot that he enjoys going to. It's just not worth it to um, to stress him out.
1: That's a very good approach. And it's... um. It's so interesting you say that because for a lot of cats, breweries and stores would be the stressful places to go. But that's where Rafi feels feels comfortable. Oh, yeah, that is
0: ironic. Yeah, when you think about that. Yeah. No, he's, he's surprising. Like he'll go into PetSmart. He loves going into PetSmart and shopping. He comes with us on a lot of errands for our rescue. So when we go to pick up donations, drop off donations, if we're meeting with some of the business partners. To, to discuss upcoming fundraiser events or any kind of rescue activity. He's usually there with us.
2: I've got to say, if personally, breweries are my thing. And so <laughs> I would be pretty happy with just going to breweries as opposed to having to do hikes and walks. <laughs>
1: I'm the hiker. So that drives Daniel. So in our family... Me and Noxy, we love hiking. Daniel and Lumos like going to brewery, so. (laughs) Well,
0: at least you each have a cat for your own interest. Exactly.
2: (laughs) That's it. I have to say, though, like hiking in and of itself and walking, it's perfectly great ideas of cat exploring. Like not everyone needs to climb those mountains or do those, you know, water sports. You know, if you find things that work, that you guys enjoy, that the cat loves and – it, it feel you know enriched by then. That's the point of it, and that's all that really matters.
0: Right. Like we took Ruffy last summer to Vermont with us, and so he went on a five six hour car ride with no problems. He traveled really well in the car. He stayed at the hotel fine, and he visited about fifteen breweries, I would say, in a course of a long weekend. And he was fine with that. And that's what he enjoyed. Same thing was just going to the breweries and just sitting there chilling out.
3: Oh, I, I, I said there was really no complaints about that all the way around. I'm per, I'm, I was totally fine with breweries myself. So Puffy <laughs> and I had a great time. As did Jeanette.
1: That's awesome. Um, if only they made like beer for kitties. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be funny.
1: They do make tea, so maybe you can make some tea for Ruffy while you're having your beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They do make little
3: cat wine, too. They make cat wine.
1: Yeah, true. Very true. So um, we've had a few differently abled cats on the podcast, and something that I always like to ask is, have you had to make any changes to your home or your lifestyle to make it easier for Ruffy to um, go around your home?
0: No, but we're very mindful of, again, the fact that he's a front amputee and that we don't want him doing big jumps down. So we do stagger our cat perches or our furniture so that he has options and ways to jump down in a a less forceful way on his joints. So, like in the office right now where we're doing this interview he has a desk right next to two cat perches that he can kind of slowly jump down onto
2: yeah that makes sense and i think you know if we had a bit more space and a bit more options we would do the same because it always freaks me out when lumos gets to the top of the dryer or the top of the pantry and then jumps down from the it's quite high like it's two meters? yeah about two meters or so so it's a very scary thing so yeah we would like to do the same if we had the space
0: yeah it's a challenge in general i mean cats will do what they want no matter what though they always find ways to get themselves into trouble but he's been pretty good
3: and it is something where with the number of cats that we have we do have some that are that are elderly Uh, we do have another tripod as well so having those staggered surfaces not only helps ruffy but it helps the other ones too
1: Oh, That's awesome. And um, do you find that having two tripods help look after each other? I guess maybe like you, like maybe perhaps the two tripods, they like feed off each other and feel more comfortable.
0: No, Ruffy's pretty independent as a cat. He likes to do what he likes to do. And the other one likes to do what he likes to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, I so- don't see them commiserating at all.
2: <laughs> as long as they don't gang up on you guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The other tripod was also a rescue and he also had a was found with a leg injury and um our rescue, a different rescue at the time that we we're volunteering with, um had him and they ended up having to have his leg amputated. And just like ruffy he did so much better once that leg was amputated because it was it was actually hindering him. When we met the other cat at the shelter he actually couldn't jump up because his affected leg kept slamming into something so he would actually fall as a result of it
2: wow that's so heartbreaking to hear but i suppose it's also good to hear that that situation's changed now so something that we didn't realize was that ruffy is a diabetic could you what kind of diabetes does he have and how do you manage that
0: feline diabetes is just one type of diabetes where their pancreas doesn't create the insulin that they need to control the sugar intake. And we only found that out was because we were actually on an outing with him at one of the breweries and he was calm as ever. And then out of the blue, he turned around, he hissed at me and then yelped this really loud, alarming yelp that we had never heard before. And then When we went to reassure him, he actually tried to attack us, which was so not his personality. Um, So knowing right off the bat that something was not right, we scooped him up, we took him to the emergency vet to get checked out, and that's when they found out or told us that he was actually a diabetic. And we suspect he was actually a diabetic when he was found in Tennessee. It just maybe hadn't made its way through a workup yet. But since since the very beginning when we got him, we just thought he had a high metabolism, being a younger cat, and he was always hungry and always wanting to eat, and it was actually um, undiagnosed diabetes. So when we go out, though, we kind of have to plan our outings of, around his mealtime. Diabetic cats are supposed to only eat, like, every 12 hours, two meals a day, and then at least for Ruffias, he receives insulin, so he receives this insulin with his meals, So we try to plan our outings based on the fact that we're going to be home in time for his meals. And if not, then we need to bring enough food for meals and also bring his insulin with us. But like with humans, your blood sugars can fluctuate. So we try to be in tune to how he's acting, um, how he seems. We also take into account that stress can raise your blood sugars. Also, it can cause you to run lower because your body is more hyped up. So we always bring extra food and snacks with us to offset that or in case there is an emergency like that.
1: I have to admit, like I hadn't thought about feline diabetes before. Um, So I'm pretty naive about it. I don't know a lot about it. So for you guys, I'm guessing, well, how do you tell if Ruffy's blood sugar is going down? Is it just his behavior?
0: It seems like it's behavior. There was one day where he was really mellow, more so than usual, when we were actually at a brewery. And ended up was we gave him a little food, and then he perked up. So we suspect his blood sugar was low. Um, He's been actually pretty stable, and cats can go into remission, which is pretty cool. Um, and Ruffy, since his diagnosis, has done well. We've actually been titrating his insulin down since his diagnosis last year. And he actually has a follow-up coming, coming up soon. So we'll find out more how he's doing then.
1: Wow, I didn't know that. So then how do you get diagnosed? Is, is that a blood test?
0: Yeah, it's a blood test. So when we rushed him to the emergency vet, we assumed, because here is this sudden pain that he was in, my mind automatically went to, he's a young male cat, maybe he has a kidney stone or a kidney blockage. So that's why we went straight to the emergency vet, because I was not messing around with something like that. And they took him out back, and then they came back and said, oh, his blood sugars are, I want to say it was like in the 500, 600. Was in, it was it about five
3: hundred, a little over 500.
0: So it was in a very, very high range. And so we were like, oh, okay, not at all was on our radar. And there was a question of, you know, did he throw a little clot into his legs because they couldn't tell at the time cats came, you know. Well, my leg was hurting at the time or this or or whatnot, or I suddenly had a headache. So there was a couple of diagnoses that was thrown out there. Um, But in the end right now, everything else has seemed stable. And since managing his diabetes, he put back on weight. And it's funny to say that he put back on weight because we've only ever known him as a skinny cat. And then when his diabetes was managed, he actually plumped out on us. And then now now he's kind of coming to a more healthier weight, a little bit on the chunky side. But um, so all that time when we thought that he just had a high metabolism and that he loved to eat. It was really his diabetes.
2: Out of interest, uh, what sort of levels are normal for a cat in terms of the blood sugar?
0: It's usually in like the 120s range.
3: Yeah, what it's very similar to, to humans. Um, I want to say between, I will say 90 and 130 would be my guess. I mean, very similar to humans. Humans is about 70 to 130. Cats are very similar um, in that regard. Just getting back to Ruffy's little meltdown he had, you know, when we found out he had diabetes, to this day, we don't know for sure what caused it. But in the process, they checked his blood sugars. So if there was a silver lining to him having that incident in the brewery we were at, it was we found out he had diabetes, and now we can at least follow him for that and treat him accordingly.
2: The
0: really cute thing about his episode was we realized how he had formed a bond with the staff and some of the patrons of the brewery. Because when he had his outburst, it was actually a really busy night that night, too. It was. And there were people who had never met him before. And partially, I was worried that people were going to think that we had this like mean psycho cat coming into a brewery and how dare us bring a cat that's not friendly with people there. But when his episode happened, the staff of the brewery was so concerned. And when this happened, we immediately said, we got to pay. We got to go. We're taking him to the emergency vet. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And then they helped quickly, like, check us out. And we rushed him off. When we were driving up to the vet's office, I actually got a message from one of the brewery staff members messaging me privately going, oh, my gosh, we're all so worried about Ruffy. Can you please update us when you can? We hope everything's OK. And we got a couple of messages like that, and it was pretty cute. And when we messaged one of them an update while we were at the vet, we went ahead to message the others because we were wondering, you know, we were concerned that they were worried. And then <clears> we heard, oh yeah, Jimmy already told me, and like it had already made its way through the brewery staff that he was, you know, at the vet and he was doing okay.
2: That's so heartwarming to hear, and it's really great to hear that these businesses love Ruffy and support kitties like Ruffy. It's just you know, such a great story.
0: We've been very fortunate that we have two two primary breweries that we frequent and that are so welcoming of Ruffy. One of them about a month ago actually gifted him yeah. with a shirt with their logo on it, their brewery logo on it, with his name of Ruffy the Beer Cat. So they had it personalized, and it was really, really sweet that they thought to do that.
2: Wow. That is that is really sweet and, you know, very, a very much kind gesture. Now, just taking it back to the diabetes and the breweries and exploring. So you mentioned that you've got a time it so that you can sort of get the feeding times right and that you sort of need to get extra um, food if you are out exploring while you sort of hit those feeding times. Is there anything else that you do to adjust to the diabetes or is that it?
0: It's really about the diet and then the meds and just timing it. Um, it has to be low calorie food. So Ruffy is only on wet food, which has lower calories. And there's only specific like brands or types. So you have to be careful of labels. You know, we've done a lot of research learning about diabetes and what foods have lower carbs. And for him, like when we're going to start clicker training with him or when, since we've started is we're using high-protein treats because that's safe for him to have. So we have to take all those food choices into consideration.
3: Yeah, just as with humans <laughs> with diabetes, you know, primarily the diet is, is low-carb protein. I mean, fats are okay too, but it's, it's something where you know, just as with human beings, you know, the, the food that we would give him would be yeah, low, low carb. So when we do give him snacks, there are a few ones out there that we can that he like one that he likes. Two, it's more. Instead of the regular old cat treats, it might be something that has like pure chicken to it. Like, like he really likes freeze dried chicken, for example, he can have plenty of it because it's all protein. And interestingly enough. Ruffy, like his dad, has diabetes. So I pretty much follow the same type of diet. I don't eat the same treats as Ruffy does, but I do like low carb food. So, <laughs> and we do have, and we do, we do take the same type of insulin as well.
2: Oh, that's so cute! It's you guys are matched. Do you find so that in Ruffy's? In the morning,
3: a- he gets his shot. I get.
2: <laughs> do you find that Ruffy's a picky eater?
3: No really ruffy especially when we first got him ruffy you would say that ruffy is on the seafood diet so he just he did not discriminate against anything he saw food he goes after it even now when he is out and about with the other cats and if he does get at some of the dry food he will go after their dry food just because it's something that he's not used to and he will eat it for the most part, with wet food, there are a few that he really likes. He seems to be more of a fish guy. Um, a little less a chick- little less of the turkey, but he does like chicken, too. I'd say for the most part, he's pretty good with whatever you give him, though, overall. I really haven't come across many, very many foods that he absolutely hates. But there are certainly ones that he likes better than others.
2: That's pretty good, then, because obviously, being on a specific type of diet, it can also get harder if... Yeah, they tend to, if they end up being a picky eater. And I like what you, I like the way you call it seafood. I I hadn't heard the term before. I was, originally I was thinking, you know, the fish, mackerel, but then it's it's more so when you see food, you eat it. Yeah,
3: yeah, he he is. He's definitely on the seafood diet. (laughs) (laughs) He isn't, but he would be if he
2: could. (laughs) That's very similar to, I think, my Lumos, where Mm. he'll eat almost anything. Yeah.
0: It's funny, because when Ruffy gets into like a bowl of dry food accidentally, and again, and he's not allowed it because of the carbs, and we go to remove him away from the bowl, he knows and he actually speeds up how quickly he inhales the dry food. We actually see it. It's quite mm-hmm. comical. And then when you go to actually pick him up, he always leans forward and snatches a big mouthful of the dry food as you're picking him up away from the bowl.
3: At the last second, he'll take a big chomp of food and just try and get as much as he can at the last second.
2: (laughs) Actually, that's reminiscent of Lumos, who will try and steal his sister's food as well. And we sort of had to try and sometimes split him up and give his sister a chance to have her food. So then, do you ever have problems trying to sort of prevent Ruffy from having the dry food and sort of having to get him to share with the other cats in terms of their food and not just inhale all all of their food?
0: So we feed him separately to make sure that he eats and because we have to control the amount of food he's eating. And then he also has to get his insulin injection at the time of eating. So we have to make sure that he actually eats something to counter the insulin injection. And then when we're not home, Ruffy has this separate bedroom that's his palace and his hangouts so that the other cats during the day can graze on dry food but we know that he won't get into it so like when we're at work he just hangs out in his bedroom and then when we're home he hangs out with us and then we just move bowls dry bowls out of the way accordingly
2: so how does it work with uh insulin injection for ruffy
0: it's very similar to humans they offer it in Files where you take a syringe and you kind of pull out how much insulin that you need. Ruffy's on one unit. They also have other pharmaceuticals that do insulin pens. So they already come pre-filled with a large amount, but what it does is it has a dial. So you adjust the dial and it injects that amount that you've set the dial at. So again, Ruffy's on one unit of insulin twice a day.
3: In comparison to how humans take insulin, um, it's, it's the same really when it comes to taking the shots it's you know when i take my shot i pick a little spot that has a little bit of flab to it and i can get the insulin in there with ruffy there are a handful of spots that you would um that would be able to grab a little bit of flap of skin get the uh get get the insulin in there typically with ruffy and this is just more specific to him he does very well taking his shots while he's eating so one reason why I like to give him food and his shot at the same time is that he'll squirm a little bit more when I'm trying to give him an injection and he has nothing else to distract him. You put a little food in front of him and he doesn't even know you're doing it. He's so focused on his food. I can I can take that little flap of skin, give him the shot and he's and he barely notices.
2: Wow, he's the champ at that as long as a lot of other things it sounds like
3: yeah, he, he does He does pretty well with
2: that. Mm-hmm. So Jeanette and Chris, we're coming up towards the end of the podcast. And before we let you go, we want to ask you the final four questions, which we ask all our guests. So the first one is, what is one piece of advice you would give to new cat explorers?
0: Just to really read your cat's body language. So first you have to know your cat's body language. Um, I think if you know your cat well enough, you'll know whether it's, situation is stressful to them or not if it's enjoyable to them or not i mean it really should be about the cat it shouldn't be about you forcing them to like cat exploring unfortunately they're not cat explorers they're not cat explorers we have other cats and they're not cat explorers Ruffy definitely is and i think if you just pick out what their strong suits are and their qualities and what they enjoy doing that it could be a positive experience for both you and your cat
2: that's definitely sage advice especially like you've highlighted in terms of how you've found things that Ruffy loves to do, like the breweries and that's what, you know, you can see that he's enjoying and loving and it also works well that you guys enjoy it too. So it's a win-win for everyone. Next question. What's been the most entertaining comment that someone said to you while you've been out and about with Ruffy?
0: So we were at a brewery and we came across these people who were, just enamored by him and we started chit-chatting with them and having a conversation while Ruffy was getting all these chin scratches and two somewhat older ladies walked by us and they looked over and leaned in and they said oh a cat well that's a conversation piece in a very negative tone and then proceeded to just walk away and as they were walking away I guess they said why would they bring a cat and oh my gosh they have a stroller so it was very negative um, but the people that we were with that had just met him were absolutely in love with him and they didn't even care about the comment. And we actually kind of started to, to laugh about how Ruffy truly is a conversation piece. Um, and he goes to the breweries, he goes to these business partners through our rescue, and he goes to our adoption events because he kind of has become a spokescat for our rescue and for animals that need rescuing. We're very passionate about animal rescue, and Ruffy is definitely a testimony to how a stray cat can end up living a great life, um, and how there are animals that need homes, they need rescuing, and they need foster homes even to be able to be saved.
2: He's definitely an example of you know so many things, and he's shown what you can do and what's possible, even with you know the trials and tribulations that he's already faced that it's you know he's just having his normal life he's enjoying it and he's he's just going out there and really chilling at breweries which i envy and love <laughs> so which is cat explorers inspire you
0: um i have to say because again i wish ruffy would love doing things like going outdoors is we we do like from the cat explorer group uh, sushi in her adventures all the time we always see her out and about enjoying hikes going to other businesses too and in, in restaurants and whatnot so it's just fun to watch that and we wish and hope that Ruffy would get to that point of being confident to do a little more outdoor stuff but again we're not going to push it if he's not going to enjoy it
2: so she's definitely amazing final question what product, service or program has been a game changer for Ruffy? Um,
0: I wouldn't say there's one particular product, but certainly the stroller has really been key for him to be able to go out safely and to enjoy it. We've tried different and we've had different strollers. Um, one was recently gifted to him as well. But he just loves being in the stroller. It's definitely his safe space. And so if he wants to sit in it, he's always encouraged to sit in it because he has come to love it and deemed it his safe space. And it's very cute because when you push him, he actually sits forward and looks out and looks forward. And he just, like, takes in all the sights and all the sounds. So our other cats who have tried to go in the stroller are always looking backwards and freak it out.
3: Yeah, I'd say if anything, yeah, the stroller is the one piece of equipment that really benefits him when it comes to getting out and about in the community. And like Jeanette was saying, regardless of the experience that he's having, generally positive, but when he does need that safe space, he can retreat back in there, we can put the top down, and he's in a safe zone.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. The safe zone is crucial to going exploring and having that spot where they can go back into if things happen or if they just want to chill out sometimes you know they're perfectly happy it's just they just want to chill out for a little bit and that safe zone allows them to do that
1: Yeah. yeah absolutely
2: so Jeanette and Chris thank you so much for joining us today we're so inspired by Ruffy where can we find you and Ruffy online
0: he's on Facebook and Instagram and his account names and handle is Ruffy the beer cat
2: that says it all. <laughs> so we'll put those links and any other links from today's episode in the show notes available at catexplorerco forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We would love it if you could come across to the Instagram and share your thoughts on today's episode. Don't forget to tag us at cat and at Ruffy the Beer Cat on your stories and posts so that we can reshare them. Thank you so much for being a part of the cat explorer community. That's it for today, we'll catch you next time. In the meantime, enjoy giving your kitty the world.